on your list. All right. Good morning. All right. All right. We ready? We all settled in? Grab some coffee. Grab a seat. Tell the person next to you, shh, Gayate. Gayate. Whatever you have to say could wait three hours till we're done here. Amen. I brought food in case I'm hungry because I'm just going to go, go. Amen. All right. All right. Thank you, man. Let's start with a quick quote. You ready? Lean in. Don't cry. It's all right. I'll be nice. The purpose of a spirit-filled life is to demonstrate the supernatural power of our living God so that the unsaved multitudes will abandon their dead gods and call upon the name of the Lord and be delivered. Amen? So we're continuing this series, Supernatural. Because we're going to continue it until we make the supernatural, supernatural in the life of a believer. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you for your word. We ask you to encounter us, God, with your word. Let it, let it find good ground. Let it take root and let it grow seed and fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We started this supernatural series with a message titled, That Me. Right? We've been talking about that me for, for a while now. I hope you've identified them in you. I think you've become really uh, familiar with them in you. That me is, is that me that doesn't always have the desire to do the right thing. There's that me that's in us that doesn't always make the right choices, right? We, we said even, even though uh, the, the word says when we come to Christ, we're a new creation, we can still walk in our old ways sometimes. Somebody say amen. The beautiful gospel is that God doesn't see us through our sin, but through his sacrifice. Listen, if you're just visiting, you haven't heard anything, you forget anything else, know today that when we come to God, when we put our lives in God's hands, God no longer sees us through our sin. He sees us through his sacrifice. That's the beautiful gospel. He doesn't come at us like a debt collector. Anybody had to deal with a debt collector? I know you guys are too bougie for that. But when, but when you owe, when you owe a lot of money, they, they, they'll come after you and they'll come after you and they'll tell everybody. They'll call your mother, your sister, your cousin's friend. They'll call the vecina across the street and they say, you know, Mr. Martinez? Like who? Yeah, he lives across the street on the third, on the third floor. Do you know him? Because he owes us a lot of money. We're just trying to settle a debt. Right? God doesn't come at us like a, like a debt collector. With, with God, it's, it's, it's like, it's like we filed bankruptcy. Can, can I talk hood with you real quick? With God, it's like, it's like we, we filed bankruptcy. It's realizing that we've never been able, we'll never be able to pay all the debt that we owe. There's no possible way we can do enough to balance the scales uh, back with, with every sin that we've ever committed from the time we were young. Filing bankruptcy is saying, I've encouraged more debt than I can ever pay back. 
And so we all have to get to that point, not financially, I'm not encouraging you to file bankruptcy, I'm saying in the spirit. We have to get to that point where we can admit that we've got more sin debt that we can pay off. Somebody say amen. We have to get to the point where we can admit and surrender and let God file it and give him every account. Amen? Give him all your accounts and surrender. God, God gave us the law so we can see how impossible it would be for us to be good enough. Do, do, do you get that? Then he gifts us with grace by paying off our sin debt and putting on a righteousness that's not even our own. That's the beautiful gospel, amen? So we identified that me last week in the message, the one you feed. And the, the scriptures identify him as the flesh, right? There's the flesh and the spirit, amen? So we read in the scriptures there's a battle in each and every one of us between the flesh and the spirit. Paul puts it this way in Galatians 5. Walk by the spirit and you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. We read this last week. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing what you want to do. This is in case you missed it last week. I want to catch everybody up. The flesh wants to keep you from doing what you want to do in the spirit. And the spirit wants to keep you from doing what you want to do in the flesh. The battle is our daily walk. It's what we're called to do. To stay in him. To stay close to him. To press toward him. There's so many scriptures with a promise that, 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 that if we draw close to God, he draw close to us. Amen. James 4, 8, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Psalm 145, 18, the Lord is near to all those who call on him in truth. Hebrews eleven six. 6, without faith it's impossible to please God for he who draws near to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. How many of you found that God is a rewarder of those who seek him? Amen. Two of you, that's awesome, man. And so this week, I want to kind of expound on that a little, and I wanted to give you another picture. Amen? Do you like pictures? <coughs> so if you took the picture of the two wolves away last week, hopefully it's something that you can remember, and it's something that will help you in your walk. This week, I wanted to do something a little differently. I wanted to actually show you something. You remember show and tell? Anybody remember show and tell or your kids? Had to do show and tell, and so you had to give him something, and, you know, your little boy wanted to take Spider-Man, and so he takes Spider-Man, and he brings him to front of the kids, and he said, I chose Spider-Man because Spider-Man throws webs, and Spider-Man catches bad people, and, you know, it's, in case you don't know what show and tell is, you, you, you bring an object and you talk about it. Show and tell is an educational activity in which each student brings an item to school and gives a talk on it. So the title of my message this morning is show and tell. Show and tell. And I asked my team to help me out, and in a few minutes, I'm going to ask those that are helping me to come up. So, so just go, uh, get ready. Because I want you to see something here in Galatians 5. And, you know, we've been talking about this walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit. There's that me, and there's this me. And you can get with that, or you can get with this. <laughs> Only the 80s kids laugh. <laughs> 
you can get with that. All right. So, so it's always good to understand the context, though, of where that scripture is coming from, right? And so it, it, what was happening here in Galatians? Who was Paul talking to? What was going on? And so it's important to kind of know that, what was happening. And so what was going on when he wrote this, he was um, the, the Christian the Gentile Christians were being pressured by the, Jew, by the Judaizers, by the Jewish Christians, and they were telling them, if you're going to be a Christian, if you're going to walk this walk, you have to be circumcised. I don't know why they're so obsessed with circumcision in the Bible, but that's a whole other story. Thankfully, the kids are gone. I don't, if you kept them here, that's your fault. You explain it. So, so... Uh, so they were, they were pressuring them, and so Paul's addressing the, the Gentile Christians, and he's telling them, listen, listen, it is for freedom that Christ set you free. So don't get yoked again to a, a, a yoke of slavery. Don't, don't come under the law. Don't, don't go and, and, and get, put yourself in bondage again. He's telling them, if you're in Christ, you're free from religion. Somebody needs to hear that today in church. If you're in Christ... You're free from religion. Wow. That's, that's, if you grew up, that's life-giving to you. You are free from religion if you're in Christ. Amen? So I, I don't think that's something that the church gets, man, because I see people coming to Christ with all their junk and with all their baggage, and so we get it at first, but then all of a sudden something happens in us day two, and we start looking down at people that come in worse, better, Better than when we came in, but all of a sudden we get this self-righteousness and this religion about us, right? And yeah, I just want to slap somebody sometimes and say, listen, bro, you came in worse than that. So, so stop looking at people like that. You know, like stop, get, get rid of that. You're free in Christ. You're free, amen? Let them be because, listen, when we put ourselves under that judgment, when we, it's like we're coming back under that, that religious spirit. And, and Paul is saying if you put yourself under even one aspect of the law, then you're obligated to keep the whole law. Because you're trying to be declared righteous by your own works. So, see, God gave us the law to show us how heavy our sin is. I, I, I want you to see this. God gave us the law to show us how heavy. You know when, when um, we, we do this to our kids all the time. The kids are saying, no, I don't want no help. I'll do it myself. Right? They're little kids. And they say, no, no, I want to do it. I do it. I do it. You say, okay. As a good father, you back up. You say, okay, go. And then the kid is fine. He can't pick it up. He's frustrated. He starts to cry out. He can't. And so then you come like a good papa and you say, see, for me it's easy. Let me help you. And so, and so that's what God does to us. We, we, we say we want to do it on our own. We wanna, I want to do this on my own. I can do this. I got this. And then, and then we, we frustrate ourselves and we, 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 get, we get frustrated and we cry out. And, and daddy says, see, I, I'll do it for you. For me, it's easy. Amen? For me, it's easy. That's how our father treats us. He, he wants us to, to, to you know, he, he, he tells us even this. He says, listen, listen, okay, you want to do it on your own? Let me give you ten commandments. Ten. That you're never going to be able to fully keep on your own. Oh, and if you break one, only one, and only one time, you're guilty of all ten. That's the law. So we get frustrated, we cry out, and then, and then God says, it's easy, let me, let me do it. Let me put righteousness on you. Let me wash you. Let me lift it for you. You're good in me. 
Amen? You're strong in me. You're able in me. You can do all things in me. You're, you just abide in me and you're free. Amen? We make, family, man, can we, we, we make this Christian walk with God such a task sometimes. I get frustrated with whiny believers. Oh, it's so hard to be a Christian. Oh, why? It's so hard. It's so difficult. Listen, let's, let's settle some stuff. Life is hard. Get a helmet. Amen? Life is hard for everybody. Life is hard. Get a helmet. Period. God is saying, choose the better way. Sin is easy. Sin is easy. Anybody could do it, but sin costs. Anybody could do it. Sin is easy. We could all do it. We could do it right in here. We could meet and do it. They did it in the Old Testament, right in the church, right in the temple. Sin is easy, anyway, but it comes with a cost. God is saying, choose the better way. Be strong and courageous. The beautiful thing about the church is that we get to do, to do it in community. If we do it right, we get to do it in love. We get to do it with family. We get to do it with each other. We get to walk this thing out with people. If we're doing it right, if not, we're in here, we're backbiting, we're gossiping, we're bringing division, we're bringing, but that's not, that's not the church. But we're not alone. Can you tell somebody I'm not alone? You might have come here by yourself, you're not alone. We get to do this thing together, Amen. All God calls us to do. Listen, the world is struggling. The world is, the people in this world are trying to get their palms read so they could have, have see the future. They're, they're consulting their horoscopes for guidance. They're talking to dead people for comfort. We have in us the comforter, the guide, the spirit, the adverse, the advocate, the intercessor. We have all of that in us. I don't need nobody to read a line on my palm. I don't care what Capricorn says. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Whether I'm a Scorpio or a Leo or a Capricorn, I don't care. God made the stars. God made me. We, 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 you understand? Sorry if I messed up your horoscope game. But it's pointless. I have people at work that live by that thing. They won't do something because this, I said, puppy, that was the same thing last week for Scorpio. All they do is switch it around. Eso no debe dar. That's not real, bro. So all God calls us to do, I, I just really, I want to, this series, I want to make the supernatural simple for us. All God calls us to do is to remain in him. All God calls us to do is to abide in him. And, and listen, how do I know that I'm in you? How do I know that you're in me? Here's the picture that I want you to get today. You'll know you're free. You'll know you're in me by the fruit that you bear. Okay, show and tell time. Come on, guys. You'll know you're in me by the fruit that you bear. I wanted to, what I wanted to do today, man, it, it's... It might seem silly, but I wanted to involve all your senses in this message. Because I think this is something God really wants us to get. I wanted you to see the fruit. I wanted you to smell the fruit. I wanted you to touch the fruit. I wanted you to taste the fruit. So come on. Yeah, go ahead. 
What I want to do is that every time you see a piece of fruit, I'm messing up your game right now. Every time <laughs> that you see a piece of fruit, every time at work where they put out a platter, you're going to remember this. Every time somebody serves some fruit someplace, you're going to remember this. You're going to remember the taste that you had there. You're going to remember the feel. You're going to remember the flavor. You're going to remember the texture. And you're going to ask yourself, can people tell I have a relationship with God by the fruit that they see in me? That's it. Messed you up. Go home. I want you to ask as you're savoring this thing. Let, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for some of you ate already. So right, it's blessed. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for the hands that prepared it. We ask you to bless the hands that made it. Bless those that are receiving it today. And, and let it be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. You're never going to see watermelon the same again. You're going to see an apple and say, oh, man. Oh, man. And, and, and I guarantee you it's going to be at a rough time. It's going to be at, in a time where you're just about to make some decision, where you're about to do some stuff, and somebody's going to come with the cantaloupe, and you're going to be like, oh, man. God, because that's how God works. Amen? God brought me here to give you a picture so that he can bring to remembrance this throughout your life. You're going to see a strawberry and say, oh, man. It's... I'm sorry, but you'll learn to enjoy fruit again, I promise. <laughs> Are the fruits of the Spirit evident in my life? Is there fruit in me that others can notice and be blessed with? Amen? As you, as you savor this fruit, you know, Paul, Paul warns us. Amen. Paul warns us in Galatians 5. He says, you were called for freedom, brothers and sisters, only don't let your freedom... Don't use your freedom as an opportunity to indulge your flesh. He then tells us what it looks like when we walk in the flesh. And we talked about this last week. The works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions. Envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. The message says, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions. Ugly parodies of community. Church, we're called to be community, amen? But if we're walking in the flesh, we can have fake community. You ever seen a bowl of fake fruit? How many of you have that in your house or your grandma's house? What's the point of fake fruit? It doesn't go bad. That's interesting. But it serves no purpose. <laughs> a lot of Christians are like fake fruit. Oh, let, let's, we'll get to that in a minute. Mm, 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 mm. So he says, those are the signs of the flesh. But these are the signs if you're walking in the Spirit. I love that the the word is simple. We make it complicated, but it's simple. He says, if you walk in the flesh, these are the things you're going to experience. Have a good time. If you walk in the Spirit, these are the things that you should be experiencing. Test yourself. 
And he says, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and then one for us, self-control. I, I feel like all the other ones are for everybody else, and then there's the one for you, self-control. Fruit of the Spirit is Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, <coughs> gentleness, and self-control. He gives us nine fruits of the Spirit. They all start and stem with love. True love. Real love. Say, real love. Amen. All right, sorry. Jesus says, abide in me. And, and that's the work. Intimacy with God is the work. That is the work that we have as a Christian to abide in, in Christ. Why do we make that so difficult? Abide in Christ. Abide in Him. Walk in Him. Let Him remain in Him. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus says abide in me. That's the work. Intimacy is the work. Closeness with God is the work. He does the growing. He makes the fruit. We just bear it. Do, do, you, do you get that? Like we can't grow fruit. We just bear it. Because of our connection to the vine. I can't grow grapes. I can't grow any kind of fruit. But when I'm connected to the vine, the life-giving power of God to me gives fruit and I bear it. I just bear it. When you cut me off, I can't feed it no more. When you cut me off, I can't grow nothing. All I got to do is abide in Him. Amen? The Spirit of God sanctifies us he, by helping us to put away some, to put some things on and to put some things away. Listen, this is what God is doing in your life from the, from the moment you step toward Him. God is this, the Holy Spirit. The minute we make a decision to serve God, the Holy Spirit in us, He becomes, you know, and God sees us through His righteousness now. He, he imputes righteousness onto us. But now in our daily walk, that, that me keeps coming up. Those always keep coming up. And so what God is doing, what the Spirit of God is doing is He's showing you things in your life with you remaining Him. He's showing some things that you got to put on and some things that you got to put away. See, our walk with God is, our walk is to get into the Word and find out exactly what godly qualities God wants you to put on and what Qualities he wants you to try to put away. Some of these, we can look at the fruits of the Spirit and we can say, oh, love, joy, gentleness, faith. Some of us have those qualities even if we weren't a Christian. That's just part of our personality. Some people are really, really kind. I think of Aixa. She's sitting right there, the kindest woman that everybody can meet. That's not a fruit of the Spirit in her. That's her personality, I think. Amen? There's people that you know that have joy, that they, and, they, and that might not be, but, the, but, but, but Paul says the fruit of the Spirit. He says it's one. All of this is one. The fruit of the... So it means we get it, we get it all. Say, say amen. This is the Ellen Show. Everybody, we get it all. Everybody gets. But a lot of Christians, let's go there. A lot of Christians are like a bowl of fake fruit. They want to give the appearance of a connection with God, but there's nothing people could feel in their lives. There's no flavors. There's no colors. There's no true color. There's no nourishment in fake fruit. Fake fruit is just for show. 
Fake fruit is just for show. I can pray eloquent prayers that God never even hears. Oh, but I got a church of 10,000 that God never shows up in. I can lay hands on people and they can pass. I can blow and people can fall on their faces. I can slap people on the forehead under the anointing unction of the Holy Ghost and they'll fall and shake on the floor, but they'll get up and be the same. Fake fruit is for show. Fake fruit, you don't need to be connected for fake fruit. All you need is a, you got to dust it off every once in a while. Some people heard, heard uh, uh, we're going to do a series on the supernatural, and they thought, yeah, we're going to walk around casting out demons, calling out spirits. We're going to walk around speaking in tongues, Honda, my Honda, I came on a Honda, and, and just be smacking people on the head. They're going to pass out, and we thought, we're going to walk in this kind of, this gray, this weird. We're going to be weird. We're going to be on the train and just grab people's mobs. Ah, satatabaha. I'm doing a supernatural series at church. Ha <laughs> ha! Sanctuary Fellowship 1416. No, don't tell people. If you're doing that stuff, don't tell people where we're at. <clears throat> but church, do you realize all of that stuff could be fake fruit? All of that stuff could be emotions. All of that could be fake fruit. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it can be. You understand? Don't, don't get me mistreated. I'm not, I'm not saying that stuff is all fake. I'm saying it can be. See, when you're connected to the vine and you're walking and there's, then there's gifts of the Spirit. And we're going to get into that in future messages. We'll talk about the, there's gifts to do all of that, to do, to walk in the supernatural that way. I'm not saying that's not the right thing, but I'm saying if there's no fruit, forget about gifts. You ain't ready for gifts yet. Fruit comes before gifts. Ay, ay, ay. 1 Corinthians 13 says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I don't have love, that's the fruit of the Spirit, then I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Wow. Speak, do you hear what that said? If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I don't have love, I'm just a... He says, if I, if I have prophetic powers and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. So the gifts without the fruit are pointless. When we want a shortcut to the gifts, then we got to generate fake fruit. If I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Those are those, are those Christians that are hard. Oh, I do everything. I just give, you know, I give. Shut up. Fruit, fruit doesn't talk. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Fruit doesn't talk. Fruit just is. You, you haven't heard one thing from this bowl yet. Right? If you did, we'd all go running. We, fruit doesn't talk. Fruit just is. Say, look, I'm, I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm nourishing. Unless it's GMO, but that's a whole other story. So 
So we'll get into the gifts of the Spirit in the next messages, but the, the gifts of the Spirit are distributed on an individual basis, the Word says, by the will of the Spirit. Some of us have this gift. Some of us have that gift. Some of us have more than one gift. Some of us has, have a lot of gifts. The Word says, and, and Paul says, we should pursue and desire these gifts. Those are good to pursue and desire. I want to walk around and have word of knowledge. I want to, I want to speak prophetically. I want to go to, to some. I remember, man, this, the, the, the pastor that I grew under, man, when, when I first met him, every, I knew everywhere we went, somebody was giving their heart to the Lord because he, he just had these gifts. And so I remember one time we were in a train, and I probably told the story a hundred times, but we're in a train, and there was this big, like, football player-sized guy. And, and, and this guy, he was a little Italian skinny dude. And, and I'm with him, and I'm always nervous because he's, I know stuff is going to break out wherever he goes because that was just his heart, right? And so he, he looks at the guy, and he goes, hey, you looking at me? And I'm, I look at him like, are you crazy? I'm, I'm going to have to fight this guy. This is a, that, what are you doing? He says, you looking at me? And the guy says, no, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, the, the Bible that you have in your hand. And he says, I know, I know that you were looking at the Word because God is calling you. And I'm like... Oh, my God. And then, listen, before we knew it, the next stop, we're off the train. This 300-pound man is weeping on the, on the platform, and he's leading them to the Lord. That's, man, that's supernatural living, man. That's supernatural walking. I want that. I want those gifts. And, and, and Paul says, desire those gifts. But if there's no fruit, the gift, forget, the, forget the, the gifts. The word says we should pursue and desire, but the fruit of the Spirit is different. Paul says it's a fruit of the Spirit, not fruits. So all nine make up one fruit. The Holy Spirit is in us, has one work to do in all of us. All nine for every believer. Say amen. But understand, some fruit takes longer to grow. So don't, I'm not here to judge you, to beat you up. You're like, man, I got the love thing. I, 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 like, I like people. Some of you are like, well, I ain't even at the first one yet. Forget about the love thing. There's 10 people in this room I don't like right now. But, but there's a fruit of the Spirit. And so we have to develop. Some fruit takes longer to grow. Amen? But God is calling us to have the whole fruit basket. Say amen. The whole thing. Jesus says, Jesus says in John 15, I'm the vine and you're the branches. And you're going to be recognizable by your fruit. The branch doesn't grow it, it just bears it. You cut it off and it can't continue. See, when we try to grow fruit on our own, that's religion. When we're trying to be good, trying not to be so bad, anybody been in that struggle? I just, I'm trying to do good, I'm trying to not be so bad, I'm trying to do more good things than bad things. You end up fruitless and frustrated. Just remain in Him. Say, God, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to try anything, I'm just going to try to remain in you. That's my, 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 my uh, challenge for you this week. Just remain in him. Find out what that means. Like, I don't know what that means. Maybe you have to crack a Bible once in a while. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> remain in Bible.app. Just, just pull one down. Amen? They're free. If you need me to give you 99 cents, I'll give you 99 cents. You can buy the, the paid one. But when we do it on our own, we end up fruitless and frustrated. And then we quit. That's why it only lasts a week. I tried to be good last week. Forget that. Now, and then people say this. This is who I am. You're always angry and cranky. Well, that's just my personality. That's who I am. Well, well God, Holy Spirit wants to change that. Amen? Stop. Stop saying that. 
Stop. Oh, well, I'm just, I'm nasty. People say I'm nasty. That's just who I am. Well, then this is the spirit of God living in you. Because if it's in you and you're connected, then love has to start growing. Then faithfulness and kindness and joy. And so you can't be nasty. You can't always be angry. You can't always be bad to people and short-tempered. I get angry. I have a short temper. Well, God wants, that's one of the things God wants you to put away. Amen? I'm not condemning, I'm not judging, understand, this is just what the word says. I want, I want us to be, if you want a supernatural life, forget about laying hands, forget about getting prayers answered, just start growing fruit. That's the most supernatural thing you can do. Gifts are different than fruit. Gifts are given, fruit has to be grown, amen? So understand, last week I, I told you you had to watch your diet because the one you feed most wins more battles. If you feed the, the spirit, you'll win more battles in the spirit. If you feed the flesh, you know what that means. A whole lot of searching on Instagram, a whole lot of dot-coms that you shouldn't be at dot-coms. You know, I shouldn't be here dot-com. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know. You feed that flesh, that flesh wins a lot more battles. You say, but I'm a Christian, the Spirit of God lives in me. Yeah, but you're feeding the wrong wolf. You're not walking in the thing. This flesh will, the, the, the walking in the flesh will keep you from doing what you want to do in the Spirit. I want to be a good Christian. Yeah, but you only say that on Sunday. So understand, this week I'm not giving you one more thing to do. I'm just giving you something to check. 2 Corinthians 13 says, examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. And, 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 and so, so, so you don't know if you're growing fruit is the test. Are there any signs, any glimmers of love, joy, peace, patience? That's a tough one to swallow. Kindness, goodness faithfulness. Some of us are men. We're like, I don't want to be kind and good and fair. That sounds... No, that's manly, bro. That's a bigger man stuff. You ain't even on that level because you're saying that. Gentle. You know what gentleness is? Gentleness is being able to choke you out and not. I, I can say, I've, I've, I think I've done good with that fruit in my life. I, there's been times where I want to choke a brother out. Just put him to sleep. Just go, don't fight it. Just. <laughs> but I haven't. And why? Because there's a, there's a gentleness. Amen? Self-control. Now, understand, we're not saved by fruit, but by grace through faith. But real faith produces fruit. Book of James. Read the book of James. Real faith produces fruit. The fruit don't save us. We're not saved by that. By our, but, but real fruit, but growth is the evidence of a transforming power of God. Fruit is the spirit. Fruit of the spirit is as supernatural as you can get. In my opinion, bearing the fruit of the spirit is more supernatural than casting out demons. It's more supernatural than calling out spirits. It's more supernatural than having a prophetic word for everybody in the church. But bearing fruit to me is more supernatural than any of those things. Because listen, fruit says I'm planted in God. Fruit says I'm attached to the vine and I'm going to do what the vine tells me to do. <coughs> Fruit says the Spirit of God is in me. Fruit says I'm submitted. I'm a man submitted and under authority. 
Fruit says, I'm clay in the potter's hands and I'm willing for him to do, break up whatever he needs to break up and build up whatever he needs to build up. Fruit says, he's with me and I'm with him. And nothing is more supernatural than that. Somebody say amen. Come on, worship team, come up. Fruit isn't achieved by working, it's birthed by abiding. Oh, that's, that's Instagrammable right there. Fruit isn't achieved by working, by striving, by trying. Fruit is birthed by abiding. I'm in God. If we look back at the picture of the flesh and the spirit, we could have bad fruit and good fruit. You grow dependent on where you're connected. This is good. I'm going to close with this, but get it. What you feed grows, but what you grow depends on where you're planted. If you don't like what's growing, check the vine. If you've been a Christian abiding in Christ for more than a season and nothing's growing, check for weeds. Sometimes weeds like unforgiveness, like bitterness, like gossip, like unconfessed sin. Sometimes the weeds in our lives entangle the vine and stop the production of fruit. Now understand, I titled this message Show and Tell, not just because you know, I wanted to show you some fruit and talk about it. But because show and tell is the supernatural life. We've been called to do exactly this every day. Show the fruit that grows in us because of the vine that we're connected to and tell everyone that asks about it. Show and tell. Some quick notes. Fruit reproduces itself. It'll keep coming back year after year. Say amen. Like you don't have to grow it once. It grows once and it'll keep reproducing. Fruit reproduces itself. You don't have to plant it every year. You just stay connected to the vine and it'll grow back every year. Fruit is attractive. Fruit draws people. So you don't have to go in, on, on the street corner. Not, there's nothing wrong with that. You could go and, and, and preach on the street corner. But, but you, fruit is attractive. If there's godly fruit in your life, people are attracted. People will be drawn to you. Fruit is attractive. Fruit nourishes. The fruit that you bear will nourish the people around you. You're there to have an ear. You're there to be kind. You're there to be loving. You're there to give direction. You're there because they're coming because fruit nourishes. Amen. But, but, but here's, a, here's crazy. If fruit isn't used in its season, it ripens beyond its use. No, y'all weren't ready for that one. If fruit isn't used, if I leave this here for the next, for the rest of the series, what do you think it's going to look like week four? This fruit is for this season. God has birthed fruit in some of you for this season. But you got some rotten bananas still from last season that you never, you never stepped out in. You got some bad fruit. Your, the, your biscuit got, your, your, your basket has flies all over. It's got, because there's some rotting fruit because God is giving you fruit and you're not using it. 
This would be a good time to plug that we need workers for Children's Church. We need workers for VBS. We need, we need, I mean, even the picnic, I heard him say, people didn't say, what's, what's wrong? What, what, what's, what's the problem? But here's how we do our picnics if you haven't been to one. We all bring our food together and we all eat. So if, if one of us run out, we all run out. Amen? I know, I know that sounds crazy. You want to bring your own little stash and you could do that. But this is how kind of we, this community. It's not fake community. We bring our chicken. I bring four pieces of chicken. Bam, I put them on the table. One for me, one for the three of you guys. Whoever gets to it first. But you bring your chicken too. And you, you, you understand? We, just, we make these long tables and we eat together. That's community. That's how we do things. Amen? So see Sandy. Oh, this worked out well. See Sandy. Look, poor Robert is, is carrying two bags of charcoal. Let, let's look at him. Come on. Bendito. If fruit isn't used in its season, it ripens beyond its use. So listen, even if you got a little, look, look, even if I've only been in church two weeks, I only got, I only got a little. Use it. Step out in it. Amen. I only got a little kindness. Just step out in that joy. Give it, give it away. Just like, like be fruit so that everybody can have fruit, you know? Sorry. Some people are not going to want the fruit. This is good lesson. So, all right, sorry, sorry. Some people... Let's pray, let's stand. Come on, guys. The Great Commission, man, is show and tell. The Great Commission is show and tell. Grow fruit. Show it. And then tell somebody about it. Amen? I expect you to bring people to the picnic. I expect you to bring somebody with you next week. Because this, that's what community is. That's what we're called to do. Amen? The book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit first fell, it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Can we start getting and be about that? Amen? So listen, as we worship and we just close right now and, and there might be some, you might have identified with some things, man. There's some weeds, you know, choking out the fruit in my life and there's something that you need to, to deal with, then let's deal with it now before you leave. Why, why? Don't, don't say I'll deal with it when I get home in private. Deal with it now. Deal with it now. Amen? If there's some things, man, there's some things that I haven't led, there's some rotten fruit, and they bring it to the front, man, and let's just dump it. Let's start fresh. Let's get a new connection today. Let's connect to God in a, in a new way today. I challenge you, I dare you to step in and abide in Christ. Come on, let's worship.
the blind their sight You've raised the dead to life You've done the same for me
your life, God is turning that around for his glory. There's some lessons that a lot of us are learning right now, but it's for his glory and for your benefit. So this week, we're going to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. But not, we, we're not going to be stingy with the fruit, but we're going to hand some of this fruit out this week, man. So some of us need to hand out a little bit of kindness this week. Some of us need to hand out a little bit more love this week. And that's what we're all about, man. And bring some of that fruit next Saturday to the picnic. <laughs> but before you leave, let everybody get their fruit on the stick. When you walk out these doors, I want you to put this toothpick on the right side. And I want you to walk out of here like a blessed boss. Alright? <laughs> on the right side. Right there. Alright? Father, we bless these that are here, Lord. Father, I pray for more and more fruit overflowing, Lord, that we would learn how to use our fruit in this season, oh God. Father, that we would seek your face, oh God. Lord, that we would be connected to the vine, Lord. That is you, Jesus, Lord. That our fruit would not be counterfeit or fake, but it would be fresh and it would be abundant and it would be overflowing, oh God. That we would be able to disperse and give to all those that we know and we love, oh God, and we encounter. You are blessed. Continue to be a blessing. Be a boss today. <laughs>